shall stand. So in the road you walk. Let's just sing it one more time. We're walking down a road. But we need the Master to walk with us. Let's just sing it one more time as unto the Lord. So in the road you walk. this is indeed not our battle this is your battle many times throughout the scripture as King Hezekiah prayed gathered the people together the mothers and the daddies and all the children knowing the enemy Sennacherib was coming and encircling the city Lord it was futile for man to do the battle But then a prophet comes on the scene and said, This is not your battle. This is the Lord's battle. And Lord, we want to stand still and see the glory of God once again. Realizing in this battle of life, this is not our battle. But it's the almighty God himself living in a people, Lord. The mighty conqueror. The super sign. Living in a people one more time. Bless your children as we look into the eternal word of God. Would you open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and minister to the youngest, to the oldest, Lord. We commit all things in your divine care. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Remembering tonight, 4 o'clock, our communion. We're having communion, and it will be an open communion for those that are born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. We... We welcome you to come and share and be at a special time with us. And God bless you for that. Remembering next week is Easter. And our pastor will be speaking on Sunday morning. So I know that will be a special time. Remember that in your prayers. And remember ourselves as we'll be traveling over that weekend. So God bless you. Nice to see everybody here. You know, we we always miss those that are away. I know there's a number of way be, because of school break and uh, Easter time, and we just trust that the presence of God will be with them as in their families as a special time to be together. But we're here together, and we know wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in their midst. So we welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. With your Bibles, please, I'd like to turn to uh, just a number of Scripture. I'd like to title a message. Brother Brown preached the message... Sirs, we would see Jesus. I just wanted, for my title this morning, I want to title it, Sirs, we see Jesus. There was a time when they wanted to see Jesus, but I want to say today, Sirs, we indeed see Jesus. Uh, We see Jesus amongst us. We see Jesus in the people, and we want to see him more in all his glory. Amen. Let's turn to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, we'll be reading at verse 1. 
Luke chapter 19, verse 1, the Bible says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. Not, sirs, we would see Jesus. Sirs, we see Jesus. So he had a tough time. And Maybe you had a tough time this morning. I want you to make an effort. Make an effort to see Jesus. Make an effort in your seat to get beyond your own feelings and your own situation. That I want to see Jesus in the Word. I want to see Jesus minister to me. Not, I would see Him. I see Him. May God uh, speak to us as we look now into the Word. He sought to see Jesus. And maybe somebody needs to see, see God this morning. We come to church... And so often, you, as we said last week, you sit in a certain spot and we, we come to a certain position. But I, I don't want that. I want to see Jesus. I want to see Him. I want to see Him in His Word. I want to see Him minister to me. I want to see Him speak to me. I want to see Him mold me. I want to see Him have His divine way in me. I want to see Him in your wives. I want to see Him in your family. I want to see Him in your children. I want to see Jesus this morning. Oh, God, if we could just see you, what a change that would be in this service. You'd probably put your Bible down, and you'd probably lift up your hands, and you'd probably worship the King of glory, because you're not seeing men, you're seeing Jesus. You're not seeing Bible way, you're seeing Jesus. You're seeing the Word made flesh. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be just glorious, Brother Larry? Just to close our eyes and let the presence of God move amongst us from pew to pew and young lady to young lady, young man to young man. And you say, well, I'm an elder here. Then you start pulling for the youngers. You start pulling. Don't just say, oh, but me, it's me. No, it's everybody needs to see Jesus. Because you don't see him, saints, you don't have life. Because to see him, to have Jesus, is life eternal. Only those that are the elected see Jesus. I want, you to, I want you to think on that now. I'm sorry. You've got children that aren't even in this church. You should be on your knees praying for God that they would see Jesus manifested and living in a people. It's very important. We get religious, but we don't want religion. We want Jesus. The Jesus that saved you is the same one that is here right now. That Jesus that delivered you is the same one that is here right now. He sought to see Jesus. Oh God, may we seek Him. He sought to see Him. And you'll never be disappointed. Because if you seek Him, you shall find Him. If you knock, it shall be opened unto you. If you ask, you shall receive. So why don't you just throw open the door of your heart this morning and say, I want to see Jesus. I'm sorry to keep you standing, but it's something that's on my heart this morning. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. It's not the carrot. 
It's not the carrot. I'm not giving you a carrot this morning on a stick. Well, if you do this, you're going to see him, and, 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 and you don't get it. This is not a carrot on a stick. This is, if you seek him, you shall find him. And that's my determination. God, can we bring Jesus on the scene? Can we bring him near and get Tom out of the way and let the Holy Spirit minister? Just think of it. If, if he'd come by your way, you know what you'd do, probably do? You'd probably just close your eyes. Just get lost in God. Say, oh, Jesus, you're everything to me. You'd just get lost in God. You wouldn't even know what the minister probably even ministering. But Jesus, that's the kind of Jesus I want this morning. He sought him. And the end of the story is Jesus saw him seeking him. That's the end of the story. He sought to see Jesus, who he was. Could not for the press. Because he was little of stature. Don't think you're so big. Don't think you're so tall. And don't think you're so small. It doesn't matter what your stature is. We all need to see Jesus. And he ran before him. He climbed up into a sycamore tree. Oh, to see him. I want to sing a little chorus before we even came. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. To see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Tom, make haste, Tom, Mark. David, I want to see you this morning. They say, well, you want to see Jesus, but Jesus wants to see you. Jesus wants to see you, John. Jesus wants to see you, Victoria. Not hide behind anybody, but he wants to see you. And I want to see him. And I want to make an effort. I want to say, I'm going to pull. I'm going to do whatever I can do. If I have a monster size, it says, he got up on a garbage can, Margaret. He got up on a garbage can. To climb a tree. I wonder what we want to do this morning. I wonder what we would do. It's just church. Huh? It's more than church. I want to see him. Make haste. Come down for today. I must abide at thy house. And he made haste. And he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, He has gone to be a guest with Tom? Sinner? And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. I've taken anything from any man by false accusation. I'll restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation. Come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man 
is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I am so thankful that there was something put in me that desired to see Jesus. We could just maybe change a word what the prophet said, not, not to change the message. But sirs, I see Jesus. May that be a proclamation upon our lips this morning. We end this service, Lord, I don't care how it would end. But be a mother would cry out, I want to see Jesus in my, in my children. I want to see Jesus in my home. I want to see that word alive. I want, Lord, not a formality, but I want a life of God. Would you bless each one, Lord, this morning as we put on our lips, Sirs, I see Jesus. I see you, Lord, high and lifted up. Bless your people now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. I'm sure it would be just a redundant question if I wanted to ask a question. Who wants to see him? Right? Uh, I, I, is that an obvious? That's why we're here. I not only want to see him in the word, I want to see that word in me. That's the Jesus I want to see. Would you mind turning to Luke 2? You know, saints, I didn't even know how to look for Jesus. I didn't even know who Jesus was. All I knew as a young boy, a little bedroom had an old bunk bed. All my friends were doing drugs probably had one of the finest, I thought was one of the finest families. And all my friends were doing their thing, and I loved my parents deeply, and I did never, never wanted to hurt them. But I knew whatever they had was not enough to keep me from the tide of sin. I knew it. I knew the pull of the world was way, way too strong for Tom. So one desperate day, I went to my room. And we did have one Bible in our home. I have it in my office. A little Bible my mom had. I didn't know, I tried to read the Bible. I thought, well, Lord, if I know that you're in the Bible. But I didn't know where you were in the Bible. I just had to find you somehow. So one day, I got down on my knees and I didn't even know how to pray. But I wanted to see Jesus. I was earnest. I was deadly sincere. 
I grabbed that little Bible and I started to read Genesis 1. And of course, by the time I got to Genesis 3, I was lost. I couldn't even read my Bible. Closed that little Bible. And I asked the Lord, Lord, Jesus, show me who you are. And if you ever show me who you are, I'll serve you. My life went downhill, fast and furious. But then one day, one day, I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord in a people. When I saw God in flesh, that was the God I wanted to serve. And yet even at that time, I didn't know how to do it. I made my own efforts. I climbed a tree. Maybe like Zacchaeus. I remember telling the story not too long ago. I came to Bible Way one time and saw people lift up their hands. I didn't even know what that was. So what are they lifting their hands for? So I went home that night, laid in bed, and I lifted up my hand. I got climbed my garbage can. I made my effort. I said, Lord, if you come when people lift up your hands, maybe you'll come to me. He didn't. He did not. But it didn't mean he didn't see me. But he did not. Because there was a few other things that Tom had to go through. There was a few things he had to give up, die out to. But one day, one day when God spoke to my heart, I got to see him. I got to realize that I was a sinner. I got to realize I needed the Lord Jesus Christ. I went from church to church. I've gone to church to church. I've been into many places. Maybe you would be ashamed that I even mention. And you say, well, Brother Tom, you just, as people often think that you're just a Sunday school teacher all your life. I've been places where I'm ashamed to say. But Jesus came to my house. Salvation has come to your house. Yes, there was an effort that was made that I needed Jesus. But most of all, Jesus knew where I was. And he knows exactly where you are this morning. He knows exactly your particular need. We can get lost in the crowd... And indeed, there was a crowd that was around Jesus. But the Bible records that there was somebody that made an effort 
Maybe you need to lean forward and make an effort. Maybe you need to forget about the person that's next to you and say, Lord, this is my time to see you. Not that I would see you, but I actually see you. When I saw him, and when he became real, Nathan, there wasn't nothing that was going to stop me from having a relationship with this king. I didn't know how to have a relationship. You must understand that. I didn't know a scripture in the Bible which many of you do, you young people do. I didn't know one scripture to turn to. But I needed Jesus, the author of that Bible. And when I met him, there has been an insatiable desire from when I turned 20, I was 21, and now I'm 63. And I can thank God tonight or today that that desire is still in me. I have a family I adore. I have a church I would lay my life down for. But I love him more today than I've ever loved him. It does not matter what happens to you as long as you have him. Maybe some of you don't know, but I've lost everything. People say, you ran to Jesus because you lost your wife. I said, if I didn't have Jesus... I wouldn't have a life. They say you ran to Jesus because you're in a hospital for seven months. I said, if I didn't have Jesus, I couldn't stand those seven months. People say they've gone through some hard times. There are many people in this room that have gone harder times than what I've gone through. But once they have him they have everything you can't run from him you can't leave him because wherever you go he's with you every step of the way you say well brother Tom you're an emotional well it was emotional for me not the day I got saved. I never shed a tear. I never heard a voice. I heard nothing. But I know the presence of the Lord and I love that presence. If I could introduce you to that Jesus that could break every shell in your life, tear down every wall that you've built up, every facade that is so phony, 
think that we know something when we realize you get in the presence of God. You know nothing. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. The younger you are, the more you know. The older you are, the less you know. I'm sorry. It doesn't get better. You find out that as the older you get, the less you really know. There were men one day, as Brother Bram so often preached on, and we would see Jesus, sirs, we would see Jesus. And Jesus, you know the scripture where he said, unless a corner of wheat die in the ground, it abideth alone. And we understand there was a time that the Greeks would in fact see Jesus. But I don't want to leave it a mystery to you. I come to church and say, I, I would see Jesus, and then you don't go leave and leave church and not see him. And that's why I titled the little message this morning, Sirs, I see Jesus. I see him in all his glory. I see him in his people. I see him in his unveiling. I see him in his word. I see him through a prophet's message. I see him in the Bible every time I read it. That's the Jesus I want to see. Psalm 63 and 3 says, Because thy loving kindness is better in life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed, and I meditate on thee in the night watches. There's where my thoughts are at night. Lord, even in my sleep, or even in my wakings, or even in my going to sleep, could you speak to me? Because thou hast been my help, therefore, in the shadows of thy wing, I rejoice. There is something within my heart, Victor. All I want is to see. How many here has ever lost anything? I think I'm the biggest key loser in the world. Wallet and keys. And the wives smile because they're the ones that always find the wallet and keys.
The Bible says this in Luke 2 and 42. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled days, they returned. The child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew naught of it. But they, supposing him to have been in company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolks and acquaintances. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine not having Jesus? I wonder what kind of desperation they had. Jesus was their Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was their Jesus. Jesus is my Jesus. They supposing him. And I wonder how many times we supposing times we've had. Of course Jesus is with us. Gone a day's journey, that's a long time. I wonder what time they got up in the morning. Maybe it was six, maybe it was seven. And maybe the sun goes down at six, so maybe they had 12 hours journey. 12 hours without Jesus. Then they've turned back among their kinfolk and acquaintances, and then they found him not, and turned back to go to Jerusalem seeking him. Maybe this morning you're finding yourself there. Title is, Sirs, I See Jesus. Make an effort. Maybe you've assumed something. He's still their Jesus. You cannot take Jesus away from them. I'm not taking Jesus away from you. And it came to pass after three days. So Brother Bram said they traveled a day, then they traveled the bay back, and they took a day to find him. They made an effort. They made an effort. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, I wonder how, I wonder what, they did. I know I lost Sam. We were in Los Angeles Airport. <laughs> we take them away. We had Michael, had baby Michael. Michael was a baby at one time. Can you imagine that? 
Sam was going on four years old and he had his nose out of joint because he had a new brother. Of course, that doesn't happen to other families, only our family. So we thought we'd do something special with Sam. So we took him on a little holiday just to let him bond with mommy and daddy again. So we were at the airport getting ready to come back from L.A. and I thought I'd just go get an orange juice for Samuel. I'd get an orange juice, something to drink for him. So I, I thought, I said, honey, keep Sam with you. I'll just run and get that. She thought Sam was going with me to get the orange juice. That's a recipe for disaster. In the most, what I would say, wicked city on earth. And so, of course, I've come back with the conquering hero with the orange juice. And there's no Sam. Where could Sam be? I said, honey, I thought you had Sam. And then, you know, the old story. Well, I thought you had Sam. No, no, I told you, you had Sam. Right? We went through that for about 30 seconds. Where is Samuel? So, you, you what would you do? You'd probably do what I did. There's a long, 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 long way to every gate. You know, you, you accomplish zip. Because you're running as fast as you can, looking at every gate like you're really accomplishing something. I ran all the way to the end. I came all the way back. No Samuel. I wonder what they thought about. Now, this is, they looked for him. This is their treasure. Jesus is our treasure. My Sam was a gift of God to me. Jesus is my gift, the greatest gift ever, ever. Salvation, greatest gift. And I looked and I, then I said, okay, Tom, slow down. I said, honey, stay right here. I said, you, I said, I'll slow down. I'll go from gate to gate. I'll look at every gate, but you're looking so fast, you know, and every devil thought came into your mind. You know, they've already dyed his hair. They've already changed his clothes. He's already gone somewhere. Hey, those are unfortunately real thoughts. And then I came back again. I said, okay, this time I'm going to not hyperventilate. I'm just going to take it easy. I'm just going to go one gate at a time. Check it out. And I checked out maybe a couple of, of, of gates. And there is my little jewel looking out the window. Well, you know, it's that love-hate thing. You know, you want to love them to death, but you want to beat them to death. What on earth have you done? You know what I mean? But of course you end up loving him to death. But once you find that treasure, it seems like you appreciate it more. We have been given one of the greatest treasures of humanity. And I'm not talking about a Jesus of 2,000 years ago. I'm talking about a Jesus that is present among his people today. And do not think lightly of it. If you've got to search every corner or cranny, whatever you have to do, put some effort in it and say, Jesus, I need to see you. 
Do something unusual. Do something that would get his attention. Climb a tree. I don't care what you do. Maybe you don't praise him with your lips. Then this morning, praise him with your lips, as David said. Maybe you don't lift up your hands, but he lifted up his hands. Don't look around the room. Look here. After three days, can you imagine, Brother Jeff, one of your girls missing three days? But he was sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, what has, why hast thou dealt with what? Why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it you sought me? Which you not that I must be about my father's business. Whenever you lose something, there is a retracing of your steps. Well, you say, Brother Tom, I've lost the joy of my salvation. I've lost the victory where I used to have in God. I lost that. I had that once when all I could speak about is the things of God and what God's done for me. But I'm not doing that anymore. What you need to do is retrace your steps. What have you done? Where have you veered off? Is it not true when you lose your wallet, your purse, or your keys, your mind immediately goes, where did I last have it? Is that not true? Because you're looking at the point where you left and lost it. And you're going it systematically, systematically. And you run to that position. No, it's not there. Where was it before that? Then it must be there, and it's not there. And And then first, you know, of course, for a man... You never find it. Then you have to humble yourself and say, Honey, I've lost it. And inevitably they find it. And the first question they ask you, When did you last have it? So then can I ask you the question, If you've lost the joy of your salvation, Your victory in Christ, Your love of the Lord, Where did you leave it? Not saying you have, maybe you haven't, but if you have, where, what, why? Where was it? For a young person, it might be a video game, a YouTube event. For an older person, it's just you talk too much and say nothing. I ran into a coffee shop one time, four brothers sitting around. 
And I said to them, I was, I was doing a deposit. I had to do a deposit at the bank. They just happened to go by the little coffee shop. And when I went in there, there was four daddies that all had, all, all of them had children. And so I said, um, it was just a Saturday morning. And I don't mean to be caustic or a wet blanket, just me. And so I did my, I walked in. I said, what are you, I, oh, I said, your brother's having a good time of fellowship. Oh, we're just chewing the fat. I said, you're chewing the fat and you have children at home? I said, you're chewing the fat with somebody across the table that might not even be here five years from now. But you'll always have your children. Where'd you leave them? Go find them. Is your job that, is that, your job that important? You'll search for your wallet, you'll search for your purse, you'll search for your watch, you'll search for your ID. Let's search for Jesus. Some people actually, when they start looking, are very calm, cool, collected. But I I always say when Tom goes looking for something, he hits panic mode. Where's your wallet? Oh no, they're already charged up thousands of dollars. Right? I, my, my passport is gone, and they, you know I got some guy using my passport, and, I'm, and next time I go across the border, I'm in jail. I mean, it goes everywhere. It's called panic mode. We heard the other night about mental health. People lose their minds. And that is indeed a shame. Especially to the redeemed of God, where God has come down in this generation to give us the very mind of God in every situation. You don't need self-help books. All you need is eat the message. And it will help you in every situation of your home. It will teach you, it will guide you, It is your instructor. He's your comforter. He's your everything. He's your all. Trouble? Yes, we're in troubled times. Critical times? Yes, indeed, we're in critical times. Mary lost a great treasure. And you indeed have been given a great, great, great treasure. Precious beyond belief. The most precious and blessed person called our Lord Jesus Christ. He's your Savior. He's your Savior. Can you say, He's my Savior? He's my God. He's my Deliverer. It's not Brother Tom's or Brother Biscoll's or the ministry's. But he's my personal Savior. God came to my house. Salvation came to my home. And I don't want to lose what God has given me. And if God's given it, I can't lose it. But I can misplace it. This is such a weird age. 
And, and, and all of us get caught. I'll put myself in, this, in the same bag, folks. All of us get busy being busy. We're just busy being busy, but that doesn't mean we're being busy in the right things. I don't want to go one day's journey without him. I don't want to go one week's journey without him, let alone a month or three months or three years. I want to come to church and I want to see Jesus. I want to see that word that that prophet spoke about apply and be applicable. It's one thing to say, Mr. Jones, you know, you live in such and such a place and you've got that. It's like one of the brothers said not too long ago, you don't think you know that? Of course you know that. You're the person. I know I'm Tom Ray. Brother Bram was just saying, Sister Eileen Waldner, you have a gallbladder problem. No, you don't, but I'm just saying that, Eileen. And you live in Cloverdale. She knows that. But what that does was increase her faith. It just increases her faith. So you know your problem. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word. And so then a word that came through that channel is good enough for me. Good enough for me. I was just reading yesterday. Brother Ram says, you got arthritis and it's in your knee. And I said, oh God, that's me. But you don't have it anymore. I said, that's me. That's my Jesus. That's my God on the scene. Not 2,000 years ago, but a living God that is present, speaking, dealing, and moving. I want to see Jesus in my life. I want to see it in Joanne's life. I want to see it in Samuel's life. I want to see it in Rebecca's life. That's my family. You're my family. And when I said turn around at 360 degrees, look around to the people that are around you. I didn't say that just for the sake of saying that. I'm saying that, saints of God, because when I look at Jeremy Reveth sitting there with Abigail, I remember them in prayer. That's my 360 degree. Do you know if you pray for somebody, God will heal you? How often, Brother Brown said, you're praying for that person next to you because of that. God saw that. You're healed. It's not all about you. It's all about the person next to you and around you. I'm sorry if this is simple, saints, but let's see Jesus. Let's see him. Let's see him manifested. Let's see Jesus around us. Let's see Jesus when you lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. Let's see that Jesus. Can I hear a healthy amen? I wish Brother Murphy was here. We, last weekend I was preaching on, on a subject. And I'm watchy, watch, watchman, what of the night. And, you know, for me, the last couple of services have actually been just sort of plotting services. But I've had more emails and more texts and more phone calls over the plotters. So I, maybe I should start plotting more often rather than preaching. So Brother Murphy comes down and he's weeping. He said, Brother Tom, you don't know what that meant to me. And I said, oh, Murphy, don't do this to me. You're, you're my friend. And, uh, uh, he, don't do this. And he said, but while you're preaching, he says, I got an email from China. I said, oh, what did you get from China? 
He said, do you remember that last service you were in? I said, yeah, Brother Murphy. I said, man, I was perspiring and I used a hanky. I just wiped my forehead, wiping my hands. He said, do you remember when you finished wiping it, Brother Caleb grabbed that hanky from you? I said, yeah. As a matter of fact, I thought, what are you doing? That's my hanky. So he grabbed that hanky. He says, in church, last Sunday, there's a brother that's an artist in the church, a wonderful brother, very successful brother. His son, uh, 10, 12 years old, all of a sudden doubles over, falls on his dad's lap, paralyzed on, or numb on one side. His face is turning blue. And the brother calls out, God, I need you. Brother Caleb had that hanky in his pocket. Grab that hanky, put it on that little boy. That boy jumps up and God totally heals him. Sirs, I see Jesus. We need to see it here and here and here and here and here. We need to see Jesus. Not a theory about Jesus, but the Word in flesh today, Jesus. If you've left him, let's find him. Do something. Climb a tree. Jump up. Rejoice. Give him all the praise. He's worthy of it, saints. We just see too much flesh. We know Tom. We know Mark. We know Sally. We know Ellen. We know this. Saints, let's see Jesus. I see Jesus. Hallelujah. One day is too many. One service missing Jesus is too many. Some of you daddies need to watch your children and give them a little bit of an attention. And that's why they're growing up now and have no attention. They need to sit beside you and say, you listen to what he's saying. You say, well, that's a little bit of authoritism or whatever, authority. Well, well, you know what? They needed that. Not a child sitting here and mommy over there and daddy over there, and you don't have a clue what your son's doing. But you sit them down, let them watch the Word of God, let them pay attention. And when you get home, what was preached today? You say, oh, this is just too much home cooking. Well, guess what? Home cooking is good for a lot of people. Because you're going to lose your children if you don't start paying attention to them. you got attention for everybody else, but not your own children. And that's why I said to those four brothers, shame on you. You've got children in your home. Go back, be with your children, live for your children. These brothers, you can have coffee anytime. And let me tell you, those three of those brothers are gone. And you tell me they were more important than your own children? And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Heaven would not be complete without my children. Heaven would not be complete without my children, without my children's wives and their children. I'll just keep on claiming them. I went back into my Bible, Brother Ed, when you said in Kiwamis Camp, August 24, 1988... I give you your children. I've got it written down on every Bible that I've worn out. 
And I was just going over it again this morning. I said, I, I know where I stood in that tent. It was a little blue tent, and I stood against one of those posts. I was a deacon at that time and, 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 and ministering, and I just said, I claim my boys. And you know what? I have my boys. It wasn't me because of me. It's that I saw Jesus. It wasn't Brother Biscoll. I saw Jesus. Words of men will fail. Words of God will never fail. I want to be conscious of the realization of the presence of God on a daily basis, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, and month by month. I don't want to lose Him for a day. I don't want to lose Him for a week. I don't want to lose Him for a moment. I don't want devil, the devil to start occupying my mind because God has sent a message to give me the very mind of God. And if you have mental health, you're mentally not in the message. Because this mind will deliver you from every situation. Retrace some steps today. Retrace it. Retrace that place where you used to get lost in God. Get down in prayer. Remember those times. When it seems he seemed so close and and you knew it was almost like he's leaving. And cry out, Lord. Could you just stay for one more moment? One more moment, Lord. Could you give me one more moment? But I've been so busy. He's there. But Ram said he'll give, he'll take 10th place if you want. He'll take any place you give him. What a God we serve. But I want to give him first place. He'll, he'll take second place. Brother Bram said, he'll take second place. He'll take third place. But I want to give him first place. First place. Give him first place. We've got to go through Scripture... After scripture, Adam lost, Moses lost, the feeling of the people, David lost, the joy of his salvation. What have you lost? What have I lost? The subject matter this morning is not in any way, shape, or form to put you in any kind of bondage. Maybe the little message this morning would just encourage you. 
to climb a tree. Climb a tree. So that Jesus could see you. Salvation come to your home today, Terry. Come a little bit early. Putting in an effort. That Jesus might see you. That's where Paul, would you mind, can I give me a few more minutes? It's been one hour. Because I know we have communion tonight. We need to retrace some steps. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 16 and 13, Watch you. Stand fast in the faith. Quick. Like men, be strong. Another translation says, be alert. Be alert. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Respect your relationship that you have with God. Have a holy fervor that is born of faith. Act like men. Be courageous and grow in strength. Sirs, I see Jesus. I'll be quick like men. I'll be courageous. I'll grow in strength in God. Wonderful age we live in. Isn't it, Nathan? This is a wonder grand age. And we always say how terrible it is. And that's a given, right? It's a terrible age, sure. But Brother Bram said, and how can I overcome the latency in age? You know what it is? He said it's the grandest of all the church ages. When you see him, it becomes the grandest. <laughs> when you see him, you don't see the darkness, you see the light. I don't look at the cockroaches. I look at the light. For when the light comes, the cockroaches go. The things of the world grow strangely dim. In the light of His glory and grace, I see Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't see... I'm sorry, folks. People elevate certain things. Sports becomes a, a god. They elevate it. And then their most famous players become perverts. You know, everybody used to wear Tiger Woods. Boy, we got quiet here. You know. The guy's a pervert. Unclean, filthy. 
Got more money than all of us put together and ever hoped to have. Yet a pervert. And yet we emulated by wearing his stuff. Weird, huh? I want to wear Jesus. <laughs> I want to wear the word. I want the helmet of salvation. I want the breastplate of righteousness. That's what I want to wear. That's what I want you to wear. But you saints, listen to me. You wouldn't even know what to wear unless this message came. Because if you look at other churches, they ain't wearing what you're wearing. They ain't looking like you're looking. They ain't walking like you're walking. They have lost him and they can't find him. But Jesus saw you. Hallelujah. Sports ain't my God. Praise the Lord. The economy sure ain't my God. They don't know which way it's going up. Today the stocks are up. Tomorrow the stocks are down. And I'll tell you certainly one thing. I'm sorry, teachers. Education ain't my God either. I read on Einstein. Now, what am I doing reading Einstein? I can't understand MC, M equals MC square. I can't understand. It's a cute little phrase. And it says it describes everything, really? And I was listening to Einstein the other day, and I know I was not listening to Einstein. I was reading about Einstein. And they said he wanted to find the God equation. Because he thought that God could be an equation. And you know he died on his deathbed trying to find the God equation? I could have given it to him. I am so glad that my Father in heaven tells of his love in the book he has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the greatest that Jesus loves. There's the God equation. Listen, you want to read about Einstein and you want to elevate human mind? He was an adulterer. People want to, they want, they want, oh, Stephen Hawking's. Stephen Hawking's and he just died and hey, everybody's going to die sometime. Not me. I'm going to get it changed. In the twinkling of an eye. I don't know if they have an equation for that. But I do. I have Thessalonians that tells me. I have Corinthians that tells me. That's my kind of equation. Stephen Hawking, he's an adulterer. So now people emulate these people. And I'm sure they're very bright people. And I don't know uh, really in, 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 in Satan's science. Brother Bram said every time science develops something, there's more deaths. So why would I want to serve that kind of a God? But I will serve Jesus. With all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength, I will watch ye therefore. I will stand fast in the faith. I'll be quick like man. And my Bible says I will be strong. You're under that prophecy. And I live under that prophecy. You haven't a clue. And praise the Lord for it. And please don't look for it. You stand and listen to one of the, the most... Um, Men in the forefront of religion. And you can listen to them for 10 minutes if you can stand that. 
and find out what did he say. But then all of a sudden I can put a prophet on and he can talk about a living Jesus and talk about a God. And then he said, that one that I speak of is right here, right now. Sirs, I see that Jesus. People don't want that Jesus, that's fine. But I'll take the Jesus of this message. That's why, saints of God, when I came across as a young man, a young man, and come across this quote that I've quoted throughout the years. He said, I am your brother. I am your brother. But when the angel of the Lord moves down, it then is the voice of God for you. That was not a thought, that was a revelation. And then when I was listening to uh, Brother Ryan, I, hear, I heard that you took uh, a morning devotion and you preached on the unseen. One of my most favorite messages, 19, I believe it's 1959, at the end of the tape. Brother Bram says, oh, he says, why don't you just come on down here? Don't you feel that pulsation? Don't you feel that? All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit takes over him. He says, I am the Lord God that created the heavens and the earth. This is not William Branham speaking. I am only using his lips. Now you tell me, saints, is that God or not God? I just happen to believe that's Jesus. I offended you by saying that, he said. Didn't offend me. John, did that offend you? No. Practically, I put a big smile on my face. I said, glory to God. What a message I believe. I offended you by saying that. Didn't offend me. But I felt that might be resented. But I am God's voice to you. You might as well say, praise the Lord. I see Jesus. You're not following the words of a man, saints. You are literally following the word of God himself. He said, I'm God's voice to you. He said, that time I said it under inspiration. I felt bad about it the first time, but it repeated it. I love the it, capital I, Brother Ken. I'm sure glad you didn't put a small eye there. What an hour we're living in. What a time. And what grace it is that Jesus knew that you were going to be on the corner of Hallelujah and Amen Boulevard. He knew exactly where you live. And may the Holy Spirit start ministering to you if you have to turn over 
every stone, every rock. We're coming into communion tonight. Lord, I want to see you tonight. How about, he says, the rest of you? How about the rest of you? Do you see him? Aubrey, do you, do you see him? Do you see him? Do you want to see him? He said one place, do you want to see Elohim? I thought, well, that is so bold. Do you want to see Elohim? Do you want to see him? I'll just turn my back now. I want to say, sirs, I see Jesus. I see Jesus. How about the rest of you? How about the rest of you? He goes, and I, I love at the end of this, ba- uh, this book, sirs, we would see Jesus? Sirs? I love the word sirs. Sirs? We would see Jesus? Sirs? And then he goes, sir, do you believe? Come, sir. He's actually using Bible language. Come, sir. How about you, sir? <laughs> do you believe? Sir? Do you believe? You got a prostrate and you got arthritis. Do you believe in your do you believe with all your heart? And stand up and keep walking. <laughs> do you believe? Why don't you just stand up and keep walking? Why don't you stand up and keep walking? Why don't you say, Do you believe, sirs? I see Jesus this morning. I got a need in my life, sir. I believe. You, I, you don't need to be told your name, you know your name. But let's take God at his word, sir. Do you have a hell problem? Do you see Jesus? Jesus is here. Says, come, come, lady. Do you believe also? You got arthritis. Stand to your feet. Do you believe? Say, thank you, Jesus. There was no long prayer. He said, do you believe? Thank you, Jesus. Do you have a need for your child? Say, thank you, Jesus. I claim them in the name of Jesus. I want them to see Jesus. Do you believe for your child? Sirs, I see Jesus. I'll stand to my feet. I'll claim him in the name of the Lord. Why not, saints of God? That same God that was with William Branham is the same God that is amongst his bride right now. Sirs, I see Jesus. Do you believe him? Come, lady, this way. Do you believe him? There's a light circling all around you. You have what you ask. Hallelujah. JJ, you claim it. You claim your healing. You claim for the impossible. You believe God, for God is here. God is amongst his people. Do you believe? And he goes, this Mexican man down here looking at me. There's that light hanging over you, sir. There's that light over you. Darkness has left you. That epilepsy that you've got, you do all right. He'll do it right now. He'll do it right now. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Believe for your wife, Brother Norm. Believe for your children, Brother Norm. Believe that this Jesus... Hallelujah. 
Don't do it by emotion. You do it by faith. You say, I claim them in the name of Jesus Christ. I claim them. I believe for them. Oh, my. Why don't you do something? Why don't you climb a tree, young person? Don't hide behind somebody behind you. Say, it's applicable to me. I must see Jesus. Hallelujah, Brother Peter. May God honor your faith. That's all they did in Brother Bram's meetings. One person got healed, another person stood. And the prophet started to discern them and tell them, Come, lady, come and believe with all your heart. You sitting there, God make you well from that sinus. Where was the big long prayer? There was no big long prayer. He was just telling them their condition. And because their faith got elevated, God touched them. Maybe your faith needs to be elevated this morning and you want to stand to your feet and say, Jesus, I need to see you in my life. I might have left you in this corner over there, but I'm going to look for you now in this service. I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to watch Jesus move on my behalf. Then Jesus came and the tempter power is broken. Then Jesus came. Hallelujah. Why don't you get desperate, Daddy? Why don't you claim him in the name of Jesus? You've got some backslidden people in your life. That Jesus that was in the scriptures is here this morning. Get desperate. Speak out. Reach out. Climb. Do whatever you have to do. Musicians, why don't you come? Then Jesus came. The tempter's power is broken. Then Jesus came. All fear is wiped away. Hallelujah. That's what church is about, saints. Watch God move on your behalf. We can sing, but sing too much. But we can't worship too much. We can't pray too much. We can't glorify God too much. Hallelujah. Believe for the impossible, Brother Larry. Believe for your children. Believe for their salvation. Believe for their deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm looking at a mummy and daddy, brother Victor and sister Victoria. You believe for your family. Don't stop now. You believe for Samuel. You believe for Daniel. You believe for God to move. Oh, when Jesus comes, I believe he's here to break every fetter, every chain and loose. The pride of Jesus Christ or her position. We're under that prophecy of super church. Then let's start believing for the supernatural. If God can raise up a boy out of a handkerchief in China, surely he can raise your faith this morning. Hallelujah. Glory. When Jesus come, let's sing it. When Jesus comes, he's here. The temp. Sister, you believe for your husband. You believe for your wife. 
I would see you. I see you, Lord. I see you this morning moving amongst the assembly of the living God. I see Jesus. Touch that, brother. I see Jesus delivering that sister. He breaks every chain. He breaks every fetter. Believe for the impossible this morning. Watch God start moving amongst the church of God. Listen to what Brother Bram said. It's a spirit over this audience. That little lady sitting over there, she's a Bible teacher, suffering with the same thing. He said, the devil's lying to you. You're already delivered. Glory! That you can say, I'm already delivered, Brother Tom. He said, all over the building right now, everywhere, every one of you that's got a nervous problem, you stand to your feet in this moment. Stand, bow your head. Satan, you evil spirit, you're exposed and come out of the people. What was it? Jesus was on the scene. And I say to you this morning, that Jesus is here this morning. Amen. Confirming His Word with signs following. I believe the true report. Hallelujah to the Lamb. What's that song you, you wrote, Brother Ryan? Broken. Book of Chains. Is that the one? He breaks every chain. Broken pieces, I think it is, isn't it? Healer of the broken pieces. Oh, healer of the broken pieces. You touch my heart. Make it new. Make it new this morning.
We just sing that one little chorus I wanted to sing. Oh, I want to see you, Lord. I want to look upon your face. There to sing forever of your saving grace. Just a little slower now. Oh, I want to see you. Just look. And there to stay forever of His saving grace, and on the street of there's somebody here this morning that you'd say brother Tom I see Jesus this morning and I want to see him more 
I want that love relationship. I want that God of reality. I don't want to leave him a day's journey. I don't want to leave him for a moment. I just need to wrap my arms of faith around his legs. Say, Lord, don't leave me. Guide me, great shepherd of the flock. Maybe you've grown cold. And you need to just retrace some steps. Why don't you just be honest with yourself? Say, Lord, I'm willing to retrace the steps because I want you all oh, so bad, Lord. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, it's closing, closing moments of this little service. There is such a great desire within my heart, not just mine. Lord, the assembly's heart to see you in a greater way, a greater unfolding, a greater unveiling. Lord, that it wouldn't be I would see you. I see you personally. And I see you in all your glory. Hands raised, mind, hearts raised. Lord, I want to see you. I want to embrace you. I want to say to you this morning, I love you with a great love. And so, Lord, we believe for our families. We believe for our loved ones. We believe for our wives and children and husbands, Lord. People have stood. They put action to their faith. I pray that you'll honor it and do it quickly, Lord. For the time is short, and yet your prophet said, it's the grandest age. Let us live for you in a more dedicated, consecrated way. As we turn to the communion table this evening, I pray it'll be a special time for your children. Bless each and every one, Lord, that partakes of it. And God, we just want to give you, Lord Jesus, all the glory, all the honor and praise. Would you bless your people now? Lord, it wasn't, I trust, the service of rebuke but of an encouragement to see Jesus in all your glory. Bless your people as they go. May they have a blessed afternoon, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All that thrills my soul is Jesus. Can we just sing that? love to him in these closing seconds of